The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hi, I'm Bex, and I've got experience teaching across the primary school age ranges, and I also have the privilege of training the next generation of teachers as well. Hi, I'm Rob. I am Key Stage Two teacher, and I've also worked across the ranges in Milton Keynes. And today we are planning lessons in art and modern foreign languages with an interstellar folktale from Mexico. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Fit for the Moon. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of the 30th of September 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, stunningly illustrated by Corky Paul's protege Mario Coelho, in time for you to use for World Space Week 2022. Don't worry if you missed that though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and epic educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. So, thanks very much, folks. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Bex and Rob here, and we are going to start at the lower end of the school to explore the art, which uh, came from you, Bex. So, for ages four to seven, what are you going to have them creating? I was thinking that it would be really, really nice for the children to look at different artists who've painted. The various kind of scenes that means the sun is drawn to the planet Earth. So, for example, the forest,、okay. the mountains, the、um, sea, and the beach. Just to give you some ideas of artists,、um, like Henry Rousseau, he painted lots of jungle scenes.、Mm. So it might be good to look at him as a painter, like the fact that he uses paints, or are they oil paints? Like discussing him as an artist, looking at some of his work, and then getting the children to reproduce it. And you can do that in lots and lots of different ways. So you can just get them to kind. Of copy his painting, for example, one of his jungle paintings. Look at it together, unpick it, and get the children to copy it.、Yeah. With your older children, mine have really enjoyed this, where you create like a little square, like viewer, by just literally folding a piece of paper in half, cutting a, a square in it, and unfolding it, and that's your viewer. And then they、yeah. put it over the picture, and then copy that section and make it bigger, so that could、uh, link yes, to、yeah. like your work on fractions. So making it double the size, so they would use their whole piece of paper, whatever size that is, to recreate their piece of the scene.、Mm. The kind of key stage one, so your、uh, five to seven year olds, they have to focus on color, pattern, line, shape. Form, space, and texture. So I was thinking that you could look at like the beach and look at how you could use different things to make the sand. So obviously they could put sand onto their picture, like real sand, to make it have a different texture. So they could study the artist. They could create their own, or they could use a viewfinder to create a portion of the original piece. So I was thinking you could do lots and lots with the particular places that the sun likes about the earth. Yeah, the sun goes and visits. Fantastic. You could sort of turn them into big posters. 
advertising to yeah. get the sun to go there. Fab. Well, so we've created all of these beautiful scenes with ages four to seven, but uh, we're going to be starting to talk about them in lots of different languages, maybe with ages seven to <laughs> 11. You've kept a form, Rob, and yeah. discovered some MFL for your age range. Where are you going to take us with this one? Well, my primary language, apart from English that I speak, is French. And I know that French is part of the Latin Romance family of languages. Mm -hmm. From my own knowledge, I know that a lot of the words are similar in French, mm. Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Romance, which is a language spoken in Switzerland, Romanian. So just start to look at vocab research. What is the French word for the sun and the moon? What is the German word for the sun and the moon? What is the... So you could go around all the countries in Europe. You could go further afield. You could say, what is it in Asian countries as well? And just look at the similarities and the differences between the groups of languages for mm. those words. And then you could look at different words for the different planets as well, so different languages words for them how are they similar to the english how are they different i know that in french pluto is pluton with an n at the end mm -hmm. jupiter so why is it je and not je mm -hmm. things like that culturally and linguistically broaden horizons yeah. and these ideas really link together quite nicely because you could literally pause the story at the moments where the sun is coming to visit one particular part of earth and those parts of earth are going to be in different places around the earth with different languages yeah, being spoken yeah. so you could be making it a joint art mfl project by having your children create the poster or, or look at the art for that particular place and then think about what the people on the earth would be saying uh, in response to the sun maybe even make their posters in the language of that particular part of the world something like ah the sun's coming really close <laughs> yes what, what is ah the sun is too close in french <laughs> Yeah, I, it, well, it's a key stage two activity, as you said, so 7 to 11. And you would probably need to use technology to help you research what the different words are. Yeah. Along with children in your class, if you've got children from different countries who speak other languages, use their knowledge as well, because it helps to broaden those understandings and helps in class as well. Yeah. And gives those particular children a sense of self-worth, yeah, uh, yeah. knowing that they're contributing to... Yeah, yeah everyone else's understanding i've seen pictures of like a, a language tree where all of the languages they've got links eventually but it goes off in different branches mm. how they're all similar so you could have a go at creating something like that for the different words for the sun oh, excellent yeah english must be there as some sort of apple right on the yeah. tree that <laughs> loads of different branches are feeding into i mean english is basically a magpie language isn't it oh yes <laughs> pick and choose all the good bits that's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. 
tomorrow the sun and the moon will help us get making with design and technology. But right now it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! cheerio. And, and we hope to hear your story, story soon! soon.